0: You're listening to Yo! An Underlords Podcast Brought to you by YetiArcade.com Yo, yo, yo Level up your game by getting the latest news, reviews, and strategy To help you in your quest To becoming a lord of the White Spire And now your hosts hey everyone welcome to episode 5 of yo an underlords podcast brought to you by yetirk.com today is sunday september 15th of 2019 here in kansas city i am your host jr cook and i am joined by my co-hosts out in well out out in a couple different places but one of those places is over in amish country indiana we have big time contract Willie. How's it going, Willie?
1: <laughs> Big time contract, Willie. I will. I will take that name. Um, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, some of the minor changes in Underlords and what's to come. I'm actually really excited about what's to come. So
0: yeah. And then over in uh, Michigan, we have not uh, quite Lord of the White Spire, Charlie. How's it going? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it was a lot of uh falling in and out i i yesterday i spent a lot of time jumping between big boss one and big boss two but uh i'm really enjoying the meta now that assassin's fix so there, we got a we got quite a bit to talk about i'm excited
0: yeah speaking of things to talk about charlie how, how how's your week gone like you, you were talking about uh you know the assassin's uh change kind of went into play and then uh it got reversed well, not reversed but fixed um yeah. you had some issues with that um you're still leveling up or trying to yeah for sure um it's
2: it's one of those things too where i think um once you get to big boss a lot of the players are at the same same level as you so things like bad item rolls or just you know if you get experimental a bit with a build and it doesn't work out you're probably going to be punished pretty heavily for it so there's been some of that going on on my end I I think if I just focused on on a meta and and sort of grinded it out I will get to Lord but um, I just I've been having fun with things right now and and not really taking things as seriously until the big update hits but uh, yeah as far as Wednesday I, I got to play a bit but at that time assassins weren't hitting their critical strikes so an entire alliance in the unit was in the game was pretty much broken at that point and when you limit your options like that I don't really enjoy that so I kind of stayed away until they finally got it all fixed and that was uh yesterday and I think the meta is in a pretty good place right now honestly there's a lot of um variants and and a lot of options
0: I feel like we see that every week though that the meta (laughs) is in a good place and then it's not because then the meta gets resolved
2: yeah I think what people just get bored playing the same thing sometimes so they act. They, they they respond in a way that makes it sound like that's a problem with the meta and and to some extent i I can see that i I, I think um whenever we get uh, we'll, and we'll talk about it in the news but uh there is going to be more alliances at it so whenever we get that that's gonna help a lot
0: yeah um yeah so how, how about you Willie what have what have you? been up to uh lots of upl things and things like that
1: yeah uh we uh, finished up the uh regular season for season two of uh, upl um we've got uh top 16 next week i believe it's going to be four four rounds for grand finals and top point getter of, of that particular night will uh take home the pot so pretty excited about that um we do have some Big names. Uh, I know Ninja 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 is, I believe, won the league. So awesome. yeah, it's 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 going to be an exciting final night. Um, I have been and been playing some games here and there. uh Scrappy, I love Scrappy. There was a game I had six Scrappy before, like it was like I think it was before round fifteen it was an absurd timing and like i just didn't look back after that game and like i took everything out like i had like too scrappy at that point and something else i think it was too scaled and i just ripped them out the scaled out of there and it just steamrolled like and yeah it was fun i
0: had I had a blast with that game nice um he's a fun
2: alliance yeah
1: but so what about you jr
0: oh man uh you should not have asked that because i was hoping to just avoid myself here today <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> no um if you guys listen to well met at all um my hearthstone podcast you'll know uh that this week um has it just work uh deployment stuff and things like that like i've had zero time to game at all um so i'm looking really really forward. Um, to trying out these new updates um probably later today, um in this next week as things finally finally settle down where I can actually sit down and play some games. So I'm kinda relying on you guys a bit to tell me what's been going on. <laughs> You've been and a hard
2: man to get a hold of.
0: <laughs> I I have. It's been it, it's it's been a rough it's been a rough week, guys. But yeah, um
2: I'm sure people yeah. understand where it comes first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well that's this is the so for all of those that are listening that are like younger maybe in their early 20s maybe in college um things like that mm-hmm. uh you this is what you get to look forward to guys <laughs> so.
2: yeah to date myself the uh billy madison reference where you grab the kid's face and you say never leave here
0: <laughs> that's how
2: i feel when i see somebody 20 in their 20s with like 10 hours to game every day i'm just like oh man i miss that yeah i miss those days so much <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: right um crashing on the couch at 3 a.m because you couldn't stop playing final fantasy chronicles
0: yeah good right. days oh man you went to bed early oh <laughs> uh, there were times there were times playing surge. there were times uh i'm gonna date myself big time playing ultima online in college um oh. and uh all of a sudden it would be 7 a.m and i'm like do I really want to go to class today? (laughs) Because I was still playing Ultima Online from the night before.
2: Yeah, we used to have these extended NBA Live 2005 (laughs) tournaments that would just go on forever. I still remember most of that soundtrack. So
0: Yeah, but um, anyway, we should probably talk about the news this week because there's a decent amount. This week in Dota Underlords... Uh so the first thing that uh we wanted to talk about on this was uh September 12th just 3 days ago we had what was called a tiny update and I, and this wasn't about tiny the unit which is what I thought it was going to be about
1: <laughs> I now now that you put it like that I wish it was Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. no that's Maybe what I thought one it was their cheeky be. update yeah. titles yeah but um instead this is <laughs> this is the announcement of the announcement of the announcement of the announcement or something like that like Mm-hmm. I'm so used to Blizzard doing this that I'm not <laughs> surprised that Valve does it too. Um, but they're talking about the uh, the big update that's going to be coming. Um, and it, they've been talking about this for a while. That's going to be, like, the last, like, major milestone that they do um, before they do season one and release this game, like, out of beta, right? Yeah. Um. So... Uh, they give us a little bit more details on that. This update's going to include two playable Underlords, which we still have no idea what Underlords are. Um, The duo's team mode, which we've heard about that, and I'm really excited about that. Six new heroes, three new alliances, and a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and they're looking to release this update in the first half of October, so we're still about a month away.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice to know that all of this um, new functionality and, and new variants will be coming to the game. Um, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I I feel like the game is knowing that this is coming to. I feel like I'm playing an incomplete version of the game right now. So I, I really need to know what underlords are. I cannot wait until they start spoiling what that is. And I I know uh, Willie is pretty excited about this. Uh, they they give you a screenshot in the update with the new uh, splash screen for the homepage, and it just looks completely different from what we have now, uh, yeah. with an underlord on the right side and an option called city crawl.
0: And uh, I'm
2: gonna have... get to city crawl in a minute,
0: by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there is more. I'm sorry. <laughs> there I is didn't mean more. to jump the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll go ahead and talk about that real quick because that update I talked about isn't the update that's going to happen for release. There's mm. one more. Release is going to be coming shortly after that, mid-October. And uh, that's when the game will finally officially launch in as a game out of beta. And that update will come with two more Underlords. So we'll have four total Underlords. Um, the Battle Pass, which we've already kind of got, but it'll probably be more fully fleshed out. Yeah. in the City Crawl, which you just alluded to. And will be the official beginning of Underlords Season 1. So... There you go.
1: Now, e- even though they say it's uh they're out of beta, um it's a Valve product. It's still in beta. <laughs> beta forever. <laughs> it will that, that it, it's the running joke in Dota 2, and I don't really see any reason why it should be any different here. I mean, Dota 2's been out of beta for like 5 years now, and it like it still gets brought up every time something goes wrong in the game. Nope, yep, still in beta. Yeah. That's, like I that's hope any game And I hope they never fix some of, like, the things in uh, Underlords. Like, all the weird stuff happens when an ability gets cast the same time they get launched by, like, a Tusk uppercut, you know? Yeah. all that weirdness slow... I hope they never fix that. Please, just leave that as is. It's hilarious. (laughs) Like, fix... Like, I saw a high-up static storm from Disruptor because it went off at the same time. Mm. So, like, I had this static storm at the very top of my screen and i'm i'm just laughing hysterically at it and i'm like i don't know what's going on anymore i think i'm winning but i'm okay with this result yeah (laughs) i'm a sucker for bugs man i'm just an absolute idiot it'll make me giggle like a moron every time
2: um they're not game breaking if they're just visual i don't mind them yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: (laughs) so we've talked about underlords i believe we i believe we talked about that in episode one um yeah. where we we're kind of trying to speculate what underlords could be um we had a lot of really good ideas we had a good discussion on that i'm not sure we need to completely reiterate that um but we do well, have a one... name of what looks like one underlord and that's the an 6
2: yeah and also there's something underneath her that says uh turf control yeah 28 it's... out of 36. <laughs> what does it mean oh, no idea Yeah, it it sounds like they're going to be tied into some kind of struggle against the other Underlords, but I don't know if that's based on pick rates and placements or, or what, so... Knowing uh, so,
1: knowing who's on the dev team, Bruno, um, being one of those guys, Bruno again, a legendary uh, Dota Two commentator, and guy has just a wonderful imagination. I I'm hoping City Crawl is some kind of like story
0: mode, like I, that would, that's what I was leaning towards. By the way,
1: I I, I hope that is because that would just. You have so much potential lore there. Like I got wrapped up into Artifact real hard because of all the flavor text on the cards and stuff, you know, like it described in detail this world I've been a part of for like, you know, seven, you know, six, seven years. And now I was getting backstories to some of these really cool looking characters. So I hope they're, that's what they're doing with this. Like I, I, I've already made myself invested. Into that, idea. I mean, city, I didn't mean to, but it happened.
0: City crawl definitely feels like it's a PVE style of thing. Like, I don't know if you're fighting against other bots, if it's gonna be like a story mode or something like that. But the way that they have it lined out in the UI, where you've got city crawl, customize, season one, battle pass. They like, mm-hmm. if you want a PvP, that's obviously season one, right?
2: Or the play down at the bottom, right? That,
0: right. Um, so I, I just feel like city crawl is probably, I don't know. It's, it feels like single player content.
2: You know, I didn't even really consider that. I just assumed that it was like going to be something related to like the battle pass, but what you guys are saying makes a lot more sense to me. So I I would be more into like a revamped tutorial slash single player mode to kind of teach people some of these core concepts that get lost in the early game that, you know, you really have to go out and and get this knowledge yourself right now. It's not readily available to you in the game. Sometimes like how to manage your economy or or strategies with stuff like that.
0: So maybe, maybe it is. So here, here's a crazy idea. Here's a crazy idea. I come from the hearthstone world tavern brawls where every week they do something different. That's, um, uh, something uh that changes the game up. They maybe yeah. it's not single player. Maybe it's something like that where they um change the rules a little no bit. No this week or something right, like that. Right, right. And maybe that's maybe that's what City Crawl is.
2: Everybody starts with a moonshard. Yeah.
0: If
1: if you're from if you're familiar with Heroes of the Storm, a similar concept would be um Brawl mode, Heroes right. Brawl. Yeah, like yeah. So I I could. That would be really cool
2: too. I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot on the horizon here, so it's it would be nice to have a different mode though cuz right now there's only one way to play this game. So as you bring that up, that sounds even better than like the single player. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a sucker I'm a sucker for
1: single player. Like again, ranked anxiety and all that. Um but I I I think I could get into I don't want to say in meaningless mode, but it, uh, let's say casual. Like cuz that idea feels like super casual to me. Yeah. You know. And that was part of the appeal of doing all those those hero brawls back in HotS. Um yeah, I I think I could get into that. That that's that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It could. I think even Dota do, does this with uh
0: uh rule mutations. Yeah. I don't play Dota, so I I'm not familiar with that, but It's just something to definitely think about. Um, uh, We've talked about the new heroes. Um, Does the the six new heroes does that include the new two new ones uh, that we had heard about at TI?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it did. So I was talking on UPL uh, Friday with this with Charmer and Bebe and. There was a case, so you remember me talking about a possible new alliance being the, the Spirit Alliance with uh, Void, fi- uh, Ember, Earth, and Storm Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, yep. There was a case, and I actually really like this idea, for making those guys Primordials instead. Okay. Because you could, you could trickle them in at that point, and it would, give, um, it would make Primordial a lot more viable with the increased hero pool so like i thought that was a pretty cool idea personally um but like i said we may see a knight ace come in um in sven
2: i thought he'd be a warrior i feel like if we're getting three new alliances and only six heroes like these six heroes are going to be heavily slated towards three brand new alliances they almost have to be at that number right
0: and they're probably adding new alliances to existing heroes.
2: Yeah, that that I would, would make, so. make
0: sense
1: too.
2: But um, I, I mean, like the six new heroes, it feels unlikely that they would be aces. It feels more like unless they're aces for the new alliance, maybe. But like you have to, if you're launching three new alliances on only six heroes, like, yeah, you're going to give alliances out to other heroes that only have two, I would I would imagine. But these six new heroes have to, like, probably each of them contain at least, well, obviously, at least one, but maybe a good portion of them have two of the new alliance tags. Yeah, we may see
1: something squirrely like a legendary alliance. Yeah. I wouldn't put it. Uh, that would be like, our, so yeah, like two ace units on your board, and it does something else. Hmm. Like I, I it, wouldn't it put could past be something. Could be something weird like that.
0: Yeah, it could be something where like the anti-demon alliance, where it's like two units. Oh yeah, basically. demon hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I could see, well no. Maybe something that's anti-ace, right? Um, How the uh, demon yeah. hunters are anti-demons.
0: Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe 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 these are small alliances. I um, who knows? But so six new heroes, three new alliances. It it definitely tells me that they're probably adding new alliances to already existing heroes. So we're gonna be seeing like some heroes that have two alliances are gonna start getting three.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think someone like Crystal Maiden probably use an additional alliance tag, make her a little more versatile and not so pigeonholed into one role. Yeah, um, there's there's a bunch of units in the game like that, honestly. Like Windrunner or Windranger. is it Windrunner or Windranger? Windranger, Windrunner, Windrunner Sylvanas, Rain. and that's why they had to change the name. I ah, got it. <laughs> Uh yeah but there's there's a few that could definitely benefit from you know like uh, you saw what happened to sniper sniper was really not played that much and they threw that last alliance tag on him and suddenly he became you know used quite a bit so yeah
1: cuz he 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 made uh finishing scrappy like a lot easier. You weren't reliant on that gyro or that, uh that techies at that point yeah. you could. And then I, I brought it up like at the start of the show that I hit six scrappy way early. And I, I was off to the races at that point.
2: Yeah. No scrappy scrappy benefited greatly from that. Plus they, they already had some natural synergy with Hunter as it was. So that made it even better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely, could see a few units really shaking up the meta just by throwing a new alliance tag on them. So, the the potential for this game to grow just by those small additions. I mean, obviously this is being called the big update, but like, you know, you hear six new heroes and three new alliances, and and you don't think of a very large scale. I I, I guess. I don't know. I don't view that as a huge, large scale change, but it really is just no, because of the amount of combinations. Yeah. It,
0: it's, it's a pretty big change because you're, you're multiplying the number of alliances by quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, the percentage of new alliances to the existing alliance pool, um, six new heroes, like, yeah, feels small, but considering how many heroes there are, it's actually a decent chunk. This, this is like, this is the equivalent of adding like a, I'm going to use Hearthstone terminology and, adding like a small expansion into yeah. your current pool right it's no
2: yeah it, it it for all extensive purposes yeah it it is pretty much an expansion uh with underlords being a new play mechanic and and a bunch of new heroes and alliances yeah so
0: so that's gonna yeah, be just... pretty cool
2: I just had a thought oh uh, that's okay. scary I thought I
1: it, thought it, I saw smoke is. coming out of <laughs> is, Indiana. The, I feel like this uh this idea isn't entirely plausible. What if all six heroes are
2: ACE units? Uh, I would not be happy with that. Really? Like end of the game, kind of just end of the game units. No, I I think there needs to be more variance in, in the middle right now. Um, you see a lot of early starts go the same way for like a lot of players. And you see a lot of uh, of the mid game of people struggling to find the identity that isn't overly farmed at the moment. I'd like to just see more options in the middle, not more just potential end game builds. Um, just adding six new heroes that would only appear when you get to level at least eight. I, I think it kind of softens the impact that they would have on the meta. We'd We'd wait, we'd wait almost a month to just get, you know, a little more of the same it yeah. would feel like to me
0: okay i but... i kind of agree with charlie is um i don't know like I, that would feel like it wouldn't be as big of a change as if they weren't ace heroes i feel like the bigger change is definitely going to be if they were four tier or lower or lower yeah. well it's here... like two of them being aces okay. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, not and all you but
1: you, under, you you understand my my logic in thinking that right that like six new ace abilities would because I kind of feel like the meta kind of slightly gravitates towards getting an ace unit. um, And that uh, how to put this. It's, it's great. If you have an ace unit, it's kind of your finishing blow, you, you know? Yeah. And like the, and the people are gravitating towards those alliances with ACE units. So by adding six brand new ACE units, you're, you're kind of convinced, you're kind of telling people, Hey, there's these other options that you can build towards for, you know, level eight or, you know, just to have the chance of having an even stronger punch at
2: level eight with your uh, comp.
0: Yeah. I, I get where I- you're coming from. I just, don't know if all six of them should be ace units
2: yeah it feels like you'd be jumping the gun a bit there especially when they're talking about doing uh seasonal rotations and stuff so after we get out of season one there will just be a whole bunch of units that were there that aren't going to be there for season two and brand new units brought in so i assume those kind of things will start seeing more and more aces injected to the game maybe elusives gets taken out for a little bit while they fix it things like that so i'm not I don't want to rush the aces because I I think every alliance in time will each have their own ace. Um, And if you kind of push that all out right now, I I just feel like, like I said, it would all be end game stuff. That wouldn't be as important for um, the variants that I feel like, yeah. Is, is kind of needed.
0: Yeah, you gotta think about those fifth through eighth players. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're people too.
1: Yeah. Those are the ones who are usually going for the ace units though. Because <laughs> you're in that position. You're like, crap, I gotta level up. I gotta get something going.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it can be brutal sometimes. That's uh finding when you you get in those positions and you start trying to find what you need. Yeah.
0: Um, so the second update we got was on the same day. Uh, also mm-hmm. on September twelfth, um, I also got an update after this too, um, which was a bug fix. But um, the bigger update is, uh, uh, they they the gameplay reduced the chances of finding tier four units by five percent from level six to level eight. Um, so you're finding those tier four units um a little bit less.
2: An um, important thing to note yeah. that isn't said here too is that five percent went back into tier three units, so tier three three stars is still very viable now. That yeah. was the biggest yeah. part of this update; it was actually huge.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. We got some hero changes where Arc Warden got some maximum health, uh, reduced a little bit from seven hundred fourteen hundred twenty eight hundred to six hundred twelve hundred and twenty four hundred. Um. They're still seem to be tweaking Arc Warden a little bit more and more. Um, yeah, he recent
2: neg- nerf a few weeks ago, too.
0: They're yeah. beating a corpse at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this poor guy is, like, it, three weeks in a row, they, like, just slapped him. Well,
0: it is Arc Stop Warden. Stop being so good, Zet. Arc, Arc Warden deserves it. Um, <laughs> yeah, make up for the, the Arc Warden meta we had. At that yeah, point. he's still paying for that one. Yeah, he's still paying for that one um enigma's ace effect now prevents gaining mana from attacks while hex silenced or stunned instead of draining it that was Um, huge yeah and
2: and especially with how it was so punishing uh basically enigma would just turn your team off (laughs) yeah (laughs) once he got online your team was turned off and you it was really hard to fight him in that manner so i i think this was a uh pretty healthy change for enigma
0: yeah i would rather just have chickens um (laughs) (laughs) just because it's funny uh (laughs) i miss the chicken meta meta and i'm sad i want
2: yeah you had one day to experience it boy that was that was
0: the best day of my life maybe when they bring in city crawl one if if they do it like the tavern balls they can do one week of the chicken meta chicken meta returns yeah just so I can experience it. Um, from what I've heard, I don't want to experience it, so who knows. Uh, no, it was awful, man.
2: <laughs> well, it's great Good if you Lord. were the one cast- casting the chickens.
1: Well, like, Shaman Alliance was so easy to get online. Like, yeah. you'd have, like, four players all doing the same thing, and oh, god. My- G- games would take forever. <laughs>
0: uh Disruptor's ace effect now reads that the effect of the Warlocks alliance is now applied to one target uh per alliance level. Mm-hmm. Um so that's uh that feels like a pretty significant change too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Warlock was almost too good because of the disruptors ace effects. So this brought them back down to earth. They're still a very strong alliance. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, it was essentially, it was just too good. It, it made them to uh, sustain heavy right. or what? Well, I can't find the yeah, right word just... there, but yeah.
0: Yeah, they just sit there and heal and heal and heal forever.
1: I heard of the most hilarious way to deal with Warlock Alliance, and it's not feasible on any level, but someone out there has done it. So, you know, Dawning of Wrist right? We talked about it. We talked about it last week. Yeah, Yeah. pretty garbage item. Yeah, pretty garbage item, except for against Warlocks. You get one. Healing's down 50%. You get two, they don't heal at all. You get three, they start damaging themselves. They just
0: kill themselves.
1: They just, they that warlock ability pops and they suddenly explode. It's like throwing them on the positive energy plane in D&D and just Damn. leaving them there. <laughs> they you, keep healing how, and healing you, and healing and then... How do you even get three of those? Absolute luck.
2: I don't know. That's why I said it wasn't really feasible, but I would love someone to do it. I believe between round 20, 25, and 30, you would have a chance for them. Maybe even 35 if you lost. I'd, I'd have to look at I it. I don't have that I think you me. can, if you've got Smuggler, I think you can get one as early as 15. Oh, that sounds right as well. But, I mean, yes, hilarious for the one or two Warlocks you're fighting. Then the Knights show up and pop you for not taking three real items, <laughs> and you finish seventh. But,
0: hey, you made the Warlocks. <laughs> you made the Warlock cry. Right. yeah <laughs> which is all that matters
1: and, and so um and this kind of leads into uh, a change that i'm going to bring up mm-hmm. um on assassins so now uh assassin alliance on a critical strike uh assassins assassins wound the target reducing healing done by 50 and then
2: 100 percent. yes so does that stack with donning of wrist tool <laughs> That is an interesting question because that would make assassins a very good candidate for taking one dawning because that would mean that would have automatic negative impact on anything healed because of the wounds, which thematically makes sense to me. You know, it doesn't sound all crazy like, you know, stacking three (laughs) dawnings. If, if one dawning would, have the same effect that you were just talking. And maybe one of our very smart listeners or uh, somebody who watches smart players uh, could email us and let us know.
0: About yeah, this. I'd be uh, curious about that. Um, that would, uh,
2: And I'll try to experiment with it during the week too and maybe come back to you yeah. on that. But I feel like Assassin is in a pretty cool place now with that, uh, with that change.
0: Yeah, and this is in addition to the Warlock Alliance also getting nerfed uh, yeah. as well, where healing was changed from uh 50% 80% 130%. Uh first tier is still 50% but the next two tiers go from 70% to 100%. So healing a little yeah. bit less.
2: Yeah, they definitely uh wanted to take down Warlock sustain and that has been accomplished from what I saw when I was playing yesterday. Yeah. So another thing to note too is they mentioned in the tiny update that for the next few weeks um you can't you won't really see many big updates uh just more in the bugs and balance department and if they feel like uh the balance is pretty good at the moment we probably will they'll probably be pretty quiet over the next few weeks with their updates
0: yeah it's gonna be fun trying to do a podcast guys
2: (laughs) well we'll just have to play a lot in this meta uh and uh kind of report back what we're finding because it's, we have been, you know, a few of our episodes have, have been us talking about, oh man, this meta just changes every week. What are we going to do? How can we keep up? So this is a chance for for players to really kind of, you know, sink sink their teeth into a meta for a little while and get, get used to it. And I, I do feel like it's in a pretty healthy place right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. I would love to see a more stable meta um start taking place where I don't feel like I'm completely flip-flopped the following week and yeah. to play the game i i don't know i like the chaos
1: <laughs> I,
2: I i i'm not I surprised like... it's because... good for upl too
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing for upl why do you think we have it on friday nights <laughs> it's the third it's the day after the update hey if we're lucky some days we get an update during the tournament <laughs> that's what happened two weeks ago contraptions dropped mid tournament yeah <laughs> and it was like oh and that that caused a conniption because we were all like how do how do we handle this you know we told them, and then we pre- uh, proceeded just don't update the game <laughs> yeah so but yeah like this is i i like the chaos of a constantly evolving meta because right when you like you see who gets it figured out the quickest you see uh, like Oh, cause when it's all chaos, like you see who thinks on their feet, the quickest. And I, and I love adaptation like that. You know, I love seeing players being able to adapt constantly. I I'm sure it's draining on your brain, but like as a viewer and as a caster, I,
0: I, I eat that up. That gets me hype. Yeah. That I, I agree that I love that kind of stuff as well. Um, watching it from afar. <laughs> yes. Not, 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 not playing it. Not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> i um, even enjoy playing it
2: time in the week like if it, if you have you know yeah a busy week or something it stinks when i'm like you, you you finally get a chance to sit down for 10 hours one week or something and yeah. and really play and then the yeah. next week you go to do it again and everything's different and you're like wow
0: yeah i don't know how many times that's happened now in this game where it's like hey i have this game figured out guys right i, I feel pretty good i can start and then it's like all right i've got like three days of work and then it's like okay i'm getting back oh the meta has completely changed. Okay, cool. Let me relearn <laughs> yeah. this game one more time.
1: Yeah, you, you went to the Dragon Con and came back to a completely different game. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, you literally did. You came back after Contraptions dropped. I, contraptions and I so aces. Yeah, so you missed that whole, yeah, because I was, I was kind of stomping around the upper, like i wanted like, on that Sunday, I'm like, I want to do a show today. There's so much to talk about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting out there at Dragon Con drinking a mai tai and being like, uh, sorry guys,
1: and I'm wearing that wear. dope Umbrella Academy mask. Yeah. <laughs> like those 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 masks were like I was, I was like <laughs> those are really really cool. Yeah.
0: Um or dancing as an inflatable Pikachu at a dance party. Done there that too. <laughs> um <laughs> living your best life. Exactly. Uh so we we This isn't an update on their update notes, but we did have some problems this week with Assassins um, with this change, and they're finally fixed. Uh, Was The problem was they just weren't being able to crit. Was that the issue?
2: Yeah, essentially their alliance bonus was not working at all. Um, Phantom Assassin was still critting based on her passive ability, but everybody else, they, they weren't able to crit. So when when assassins can't crit feels bad, man, um, yeah. they had said they they had fixed it on Friday, but that was also not true. And there were still uh, lingering problems with the alliance tag. And then on Saturday, they deployed their final God honest fix. Uh, I forget what they said in in that uh, tweet, but it is was, was pretty tongue in cheek about how many, you know, passes <laughs> they had to take at it to get this working right. But assassin is finally back online. Yeah.
1: You, you know, what's funny is I won a game with six assassins while it was broken. I just had, like, it was, like, three a warrior, three warriors, six assassins, but all my assassins were three-starred. <laughs> yeah, three-starred. Good. Good. <laughs> because no one yeah. else
0: was taking them.
1: Yeah, I wonder, I'm like, why am I uncontested in assassins right now? These guys are great. They're winning me the game. And then, oh, all of you should feel bad about your lives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so that seemed to be the major news of this week. So with that said, we should probably hop over and start talking about um, some strategy and meta stuff. Welcome to the Pro Corner. Uh, So the last few episodes, we've kind of talked about items. I believe one time we talked about like blacklisting. This week, Charlie, you put together something about role value. What that the heck? What the heck is roll value?
2: So roll value is it's supposed to represent well it does. It represents the potential value you have on each reroll. Um it's the situations for evaluating your roll value is always different and there's a lot to keep in mind in relation to it, but it's a very important aspect of determining when you should reroll, um when you should spend gold looking for units and uh when it's a good time to do that. So uh yeah i mean role value it, it, it's not something that's really spelled out for most players in the game either so it, it something like this i'm hoping will help players uh give them something to think about when they're going through and playing their games and trying to determine where they want to end up
0: yeah so um tell me a little bit more about this in like what what situations are the best for role value or i, I don't even know what i'm asking at this point i'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> let you roll roll it I'm just going to let you roll with it. I'll roll with the real value. Yes.
2: Uh, (laughs) So it's basically like you got to think about how many units do you have currently that could go two star or three star. Those are generally the biggest upgrades you can make to your board is changing a unit from one star or from one star to two star or from two star to three star. Obviously those situations are always the same in when you're looking for them in some regards. Um, You'll always be looking for one last unit um in the situations of looking for a star unit it really depends on how many other people are in that particular unit um and obviously that depends on the tier as well but you basically think of it like this if i spend two gold what am i likely to re-roll and remember with the blacklisting discussion we had last week or i'm sorry that was probably two or three weeks ago at this point but um it's essentially when you hit reroll, all units that are still in the shop when you reroll won't appear on your next roll. So, you also have to think about blacklisting in that regard. Essentially, it all boils down to this: if you're in a build that's uncontested by itself and it scales hard early in the game, your roll value is pretty high early on, especially when no people are in in that particular unit. Later in the game, your roll value is kind of dependent on your economy. Um, there's a lot of questions you can ask yourself about roll value, though. Um, you can say, how many units are you currently looking for? Are you two or three units off this alliance that you're currently in? Well, your roll value is pretty high because your potential to find the units that you're looking for is still there. Um, late in the game, people overvalue their roll value when they're rolling down. Um, you you might be looking for that you know third Necrophos to bring you to three-star Necro but some players will keep rolling and kind of like, Oh, my economy is already trashed at this point. I might as well keep re-rolling and looking for answers. Well, a lot of the times at that point you have the lowest role value possible. So it's best to just take a free re-roll and kind of start building a new role value. Um, does any of this make any sense? Cause I feel like I'm saying so many words right now that they're just repeating themselves. So it's, does it, do you guys have any questions I'm, or I'm enthralled right now? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to follow, um, because this is one of the pieces of my game that I completely fail at. Same. Um, so I'm trying to, so the way that I'm kind of understanding this is, um, so if I'm, I should, sh- I should be thinking about, um, if I should two star, or three star into a unit and there's a, f- a handful of different things I should be looking at and one of those things is um what my opponents are are running right mm-hmm. and if they yeah. have two or three stars of that unit i'm thinking of and if they do maybe maybe i don't push towards the next tier of that exactly right?
2: yeah that's a if you got a two-star luna and four other players have a two-star luna or something like that your roll value is pretty low when you're rolling for right. three-star luna right. so you so, want to just sell I, your one or two on the bench and not oh sorry go ahead.
0: No, that's what that's what I was getting at. Uh, is yeah. what you just said.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Um that that's a great way to kind of talk about roll value in that in that um, you can also think of it almost like poker. Like when you're when there are more cards in the deck that will give you a flush or a straight or whatever, if you're familiar with poker. That means your potential to bet, your bet value and staying in the pot is higher. That's kind of kind of like what roll value is as well um there are other things you could like your tier odds are based on what level you're on obviously you're more likely to find a four star at level nine than you are at level five right. so your roll value is a lot higher at level nine when looking for four star units um, but lower when, when looking for smaller ones Smaller ones, exactly. Yeah. So your roll value is lower. Um, the whole point of this is I'm not trying to scare people off of re-rolling or make people re-roll too much. It's just it's a good thing to keep in mind that spending two gold here and there on a re-roll adds up. So you want to make sure you max, maximize the potential value on each two gold spent because you've got to remember your gold also has to be spent to keep pace with everybody else's levels. You don't want to fall too far behind level-wise trying to maximize your roll value in your econ the entire game.
0: Yeah, and that also allows you like late... Game, um, if you've kept your economy um, on point and everything, and uh, no one else has, it gives you that huge advantage of having an economy and being able to re-roll into um, some higher tier, um, higher tier heroes that you might need, or or um, making them better um, and things like that. It's gonna give you the advantage that the other players don't have because um, they're they're sitting at zero to ten bold economy for the rest of the game.
2: And there's also, when you're thinking about roll value, you gotta think about the alliance that you're currently building as well. Because when you're looking for certain alliances, certain alliances are pretty good just stopping at a lot of two stars and other alliances really benefit from going for three stars. So keeping your level in line, that gives you a high odds. Uh, Let's, I'll I'll use Scrappy as an example. At tier seven, they have a really high chance to hit a lot of their tier three, I'm sorry let me restart when you're at level seven you have a high chance of hitting tier three units where a lot of great scrappies reside such as tinker clockwork and um sniper so if you were looking for those and plus you still have a decent at grabbing alchemist and bounty hunter it's just a good level to maximize your roll value so if you're over 50 gold at that point it's a good time to start rolling for Potential scrappy units because you have a high roll value. Now, if all of a sudden you find those units, your roll value plummets. Like if you get a three-star Tinker and you get a three-star Clockwork, well, rolling at that level doesn't have a lot of value anymore. You probably want to manage your econ again, go uh, focus on leveling up, and then try looking for Alchemist or Techies or whatever it is you're looking to complete your build. Um, Evaluating roll value is very dependent on the alliance you're in as well, so you got to think about those things. Assassins, that's Willie alluded to, even though, you know, they were broke when you get a bunch of three star assassins, they're really good. And, and I believe seven or eight is the, also the ideal level for roll value there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was going to be my question was um, not so much value, but more timing of, of re-rolls. Like mm-hmm. you start, like, let's say I'm, I'm going, you know, six warrior. Mm-hmm when is the, when when would be the optimal time to maybe try to roll for that you know three star ax early on or you know uh, you know that, that uh, getting multiple two stars or even rolling into a three star you know when do a, is, is there an optimal time for me to start looking into hard
2: upgrading I still think in most cases, you want to manage your economy in a way where you are getting to 50 gold somewhere between level, and your mileage may vary depending on your, on how you play, between level 11 and 20 or something. You want to hit that 50 econ mark somewhere in there, obviously. Um, at that point, I think it depends. Then you start evaluating what level you're on and what units you're looking for someone like brawny has a much higher roll value lower because most of their units reside reside in tier two and tier three and tier one. So if you are going for an aggressive brawny build, maybe you live happily with 40 econ for a while while you find your units until you at least have two stars of all of them and you feel comfortable maybe going up another level or managing your econ back to 50. Whereas like recently in the past week, we've seen the four star good stuff meta that's all relying on, you know, just having a lot of good four star units. Um, You would wait till later in your example with warriors. I would probably spend most of my time in the early game Just grabbing the units that become available to me that people are less into And I would only reroll when I had a free reroll that was about to get, you know dunked out by another loss Uh, If i'm win streaking, that's great I just manage my economy to 50 and then I would start focusing more on levels because with warriors all their great warriors are the ones that are going to be super impactful come in late troll warlord tide hunter come come those are all great tier yeah exactly so your roll value is going to be a lot higher when you get to level eight or level nine so Mm -hmm. you're you're in that case you would try to hang on manage your economy and level up accordingly when you could and then once you got to the level where your roll value was much higher then anytime you had more than 50 gold you had 52 gold spend it on a roll you got 60 gold roll it down until you find your you're obviously going to be trying to build a two-star Kunkka, Doom, Tide, Troll ward. And once you find those, your roll value goes back down. Manage your econ again until you win or lose or whatever.
0: <laughs> so um, I was browsing um, uh, the Underlord subreddit uh, yesterday. I, I, in fact, I think it was. Okay. And um, I don't remember the thread this was in, um, but one player, um, this this had actually had nothing to do with the thread, but I saw one player... It, complaining about um in the comments about I had enough I had enough units to get I needed either one more um Queen of Pain. Is that the right one? Quap uh yeah. yeah. One more um Slark or one more patient assassin to get three stars on any of those three units and the rest of the game I didn't get a single one. And by doing that I ended up losing. Mm-hmm. Um So what advice would you have given that player who is trying to three-star three different units at the same time?
2: Well, yeah, if he was one off on all three of them, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just bad luck. (laughs) That happens sometimes. But, I mean, also, it's an unfair evaluation for me, too, because I don't know what level he was on when he was rolling, because that heavily ties into roll value. I mean, if he was looking for, you said Slark, Queen of Pain, and what? Uh, patient
0: assassin. Patient assassin. Is that the is that the correct term? Is that the correct? There's Which... phantom. Oh, phantom. Phantom. Assassin? Phantom. Oh, okay. Yes. Patient. She will now be known as. I think,
1: patient assassin. I think patient. From now on. I think
0: patient assassin is actually a Hearthstone card, then and that's that probably sad. why I got messed up.
1: Is it a nurse? Because I hope it's a nurse. <laughs> or
2: an angry doctor. <laughs> an angry wife. No,
0: it's just uh, <laughs> it's just someone who has patience. Yeah. They're they're just waiting in the shadows for yeah they're very patient.
1: I liked my
2: idea better. (laughs) Uh, Nurse just is what I meant. So yeah, I mean if you're if you're on a higher level, I mean if he was on level nine, well the roll value is decreased on all those tier three or tier two units, you know. So like it that would I would advise him to have stayed at level seven if he was looking to complete those units um also how many other people were in those did you have a bunch of people splashing those in in various alliances if because those are all three very popular um three very popular uh you know units in themselves so uh if if you had a lot of people going for them that could have also been the problem but you can just be unlucky sometimes too (laughs) it my
0: recommendation would be do you really need to try to go for all three of those at the same time? Would have been better to just try to go for one or two of them um, and, yeah. and try to focus on that instead? Because may, um, may, maybe you picked up, you know, maybe you were almost to uh, Queen of Pain, and then you're like, oh, shoot, I'm getting all these Slarks and all these uh, Phantom Assassins that, um, you know, you started picking those up and maybe reducing his role value because of that.
2: Uh, that that does have potential um in terms of blacklisting because if you yeah. If you blacklist four units after buying a Phantom Assassin, you're more likely to see the Phantom Assassin in the quap. and the Quop, and you know. So like, you kind of get into these weird scenarios where, yeah, you could be affecting your ability to complete lower tier units by starting to buy into higher tier units, depending on the level. Uh, it gets very iffy there when talking about roll value. Uh, it's very much something you have to determine by looking at what your opponents already have and what um, how close you are to uh, Uh, Various completions whether they be one star two, or whether they be two star three star and uh, what level you're on There's a lot to consider here and I know it's kind of a weird topic to just broach But I I just I want I want players that might not have thought about this Now to think about it a little more and then if anybody has any questions feel free always send in emails or leave comments or whatever Um, I'll do my best to answer those
0: cool I think that answers all of my questions about it. Um, the, that, like I said, this is definitely like one of the things I struggle with hard because I'll, I'll just be sitting there and I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm behind and I would really like to three-star this unit. And then I just throw all caution out of the wind and or whatever that term is, which I probably just butchered. But um, <laughs> I, I just start re-rolling like crazy until I get in. I'm like, yeah, I got it. But now I have no economy. Yeah, worth Yeah. It. you
2: end up with like <laughs> six gold on level 26 and like, you get a short little win streak for like two or three rounds and then you're back into scraping and scrapping again. And yeah. that's definitely a situation where you probably didn't evaluate your roll value. You went fishing I mean, rather than uh, being impatient. I,
0: I go fishing all the time and yeah, that's, that's, this is why I am stuck where I'm at. I a I 100 percent guarantee it.
2: It's not always a bad thing. If you know the role value, <laughs> yeah. like I said, uh, scrappy is a unit that, or I'm sorry, brawny is a unit that has, you know, high role value early and each alliance is different in its own right. Uh, obviously four star good stuff, warriors, higher role value near the end. Um, yeah. you manage your economy accordingly to how to fit the play style of the units that you are being offered in mass. All
0: right. I have learned a lot today, Charlie. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to, I think we had an email, so we're going to hop over to that. You've got mail. Uh, So we got a new email this week. Uh, this is actually coming from Daniel, who also emailed us last week. Um, yes. And if you remember the last episode, the email he had last week had to do more with like, hey, I'm stuck at like this rank. Can you guys, you know, give me some advice on positioning? And mm-hmm. uh, he was asking about that. But he emailed us again this week um, with, hey, guys, I'm back again with another email uh, mostly because I've been having a great success in the game. Um, I just yeah. hit Smuggler after being stuck in the Outlaw for a long time. I took your advice from the last few shows about interest, uh, tabbing, and generally paying attention to the flow of the game and to not force any one composition. Uh, the biggest thing that helped me climb was paying attention to what other uh, compositions were being played in the lobby uh, being in an open comp and having free reign over the units over the units you need is a huge advantage and can single-handedly win new games. Also, I found having a few uh, fallback compositions to be a great help so that I could go with a composition that I'm uh, familiar with uh, when I'm not sure what to go. Uh, no big questions this week. I just wanted to thank you guys for the advice and share my climbing story. That's an awesome email. I like that email. I-
1: I am enjoying the adventures of Daniel. I hope he keeps sending us emails. <laughs> like that that like this, this is a definite feels
0: good moment. Yeah, you know? I like yeah, that you called so. it the Adventures of Daniel. <laughs> well,
1: that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like he's 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 he is documenting and sharing his experiences in Underlords with us. And that, that feels kind of special that someone, you know, takes their time to, you know, tell us, you know, thanks to you, I am getting better at this game yeah you know, here's how i'm here's how I've been improving. and and that feels really great. I yeah. good stuff, Daniel.
0: I am hoping that we have other listeners like this out there too that you know, they don't have to email us and tell us. but I'm hoping that we are helping other people get better at the game. Because that, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this.
2: Yeah, for sure. I a lot of the stuff is stuff that we've talked about. And uh, I'm just glad that it, it's translating for people and helping them out. You know, when you start a podcast, you hope that more people are listening to it than just, yeah. you know, when you force your mother to listen to it awkwardly during like, you know, family functions and whatnot. <laughs> I think that's a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, just being throwing that. I, I'm just very happy to see something like this. It, it, it means a lot. So that's really yeah. cool, Daniel. I hope, uh, you get out of uh, smuggler next. Yeah.
0: And if you guys have any questions or anything like that, um, and you want to email us, or if you just want to share stories like this, um, uh, that is yo underlords at gmail.com is where you can do that. Um, or you can also tweet us at podcast. Yo as well. Um, and share some stories there. And, uh, if we get any on the, any tweets or anything like that, I'll try to share them in this segment as well.
2: Um, and this yeah. is the first episode where I believe we have all of our audio issues cu- uh, cleaned up. So if you guys have noticed Hopefully. anything that you didn't <laughs> like in this episode, make sure to let us know because moving forward, we feel pretty happy with where, where we've hit with an audio uh, yeah. audio quality standpoint now.
0: Yeah, I don't hear the clicks anymore that we're yep. getting. Um, I feel like our audio levels are... Pretty standard. There's still some work I need to do with that, but that's on my side, not your guys'. Um, oh, okay. I no longer so, sound
2: like I'm coming um, to you from a public restroom, so that's right.
0: I mean. Well, because you decided to finally not do the call in a public restroom anymore. Yeah,
2: guys, I got to be honest. I've been homeless until two weeks ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you All right, playing
2: in the Melty Blood tournaments right. somewhere. Right. The The podcast <laughs> success has been huge for me. <laughs>
0: finally living in a public toilet (laughs) that zero dollars that we are making right now off the podcast made you no longer homeless exactly it was it was a positivity
2: thing
1: improving lives one person at a time (laughs) oh
0: man all right all right all right i think it's time to get out of here so no more talking about charlie being homeless and doing podcasts from a public restroom Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is probably why we don't have any new podcast reviews this week, though, Charlie. is because you're sharing (laughs) stories like that. Um, Uh, That could be a...
2: Yeah. (laughs) If you like the stories, though, make sure to leave a review on uh, Android or Google app or any of those things and uh, talk about how great my uh, bathroom stories are.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, funny story, one of my co-hosts on my other podcast I do, we have a running joke because after the show... Uh, we do kind of a pre-show and post-show. And after the show, it, it, we call it Pavlov's poop um, because he <laughs> always has to go to the bathroom like immediately after the show. That's and, amazing. Yeah. so uh, Bathroom stories <laughs> between my two podcasts, I guess, are becoming a thing. Um, but anyway, if, yeah, like Charlie said, if you like to leave a review, uh, just head over to like Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever they call it today. Uh, if mm-hmm. you leave a five-star review there, we'll read it on next week's show. And uh, that helps us out a ton. It helps us, uh, you know, get found by new people. there looking for Dota Underlords podcasts. Um, so uh, hopefully you would uh, be interested in doing that and helping us out. Uh, but like I said as well, if you want to email us, younderlords at gmail.com, uh, we can do that. We still need to talk about sometime this week, uh, guys, about the Discord idea that we had last week. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully we'll have something in place by the time you hear Episode 6. Let's make yeah. that a goal this week, guys. Yeah, that's yeah, a good goal have to be
2: have. busy this week, uh, and Discord is definitely not one of my stronger suits as far as managing a community. So yeah, I might be looking towards Willie for that one. <laughs> okay. <Oops. laughs>
1: I guess I need to start reading.
2: <laughs> um, well.
0: Yeah, so we'll have some details about that. But shout-outs, and how can people get in contact with you, Charlie?
2: Fan, BP on Twitter, and I've been streaming on and off here, uh, twitch.tv slash Um You could see me play this, or I might be playing uh, Slay the Spire or Dicey Dungeons, the uh, two other games I've been streaming. So check me out there. Nice.
0: How about you, Willy?
1: Uh, If it ain't Zexerus, it ain't me. You can find me on... Twitter at Zexerus, Twitch at Zexerus. You can also find me this Friday at twitch.tv slash UnderlordsPro, casting the Grand Finals of the UPL. Uh, that is pretty much the best way to find me.
0: Yeah. As for me, um, you can find me over on Twitter at Eldorian. Um, that seems to be about it for me. I'm pretty boring. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us for episode 5 of Yo! and Underlords podcast. You can tweet us at podcastyo or email us at younderlords at gmail.com with comments, questions, and ideas that you have for the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.